So most people write their business plan for the following year in the month of December. However, if you no longer look at that business plan after February, you stop looking at it, you didn't write a business plan. You simply wrote a wish list. Today I'm going to talk to you about the 20 mistakes people make when it comes down to writing their business plans, and I'm going to give you a PDF on exactly how you can write your business plan for 2021. So look, there's three different types of people when it comes down to business planning. There are the wingers, the thinkers, the doers. The wingers, they just wing everything they do. They're not really going to put a lot of time into business planning. And everything they do in their lives is kind of like wishful thinking. This is why I said at, at the beginning, most people don't look at their business plan after February because it was just a wish list, right? Then you have the thinkers, you have the doers. My goal is for you not to just be a thinker. Thinker are those that actually do the timing and look at it. And then doers are the ones that execute what they thought about to get their business plans together. I've been doing business plans now since 2002. It used to be very weak. It used to be just regular stuff I would write on a piece of paper, hoping it'd be a great year. And then I wouldn't hit 80% of the goals and I got better and better and better. 2016, I shared with many of you the one-page business plan. If you haven't downloaded it yet, I'll give it to you at the end in the PDF. Here's what it looked like. You're looking at it at the screen. And one of the things I talked about on the business planning is the fact that you can't just look at a business plan as a business plan. It's a life plan. You have to look at it from your personal standpoint, your financial, your health, your spiritual. If you have an aching toothache, you got something going on with your mouth, with your teeth that's bothering you and you're sitting down at appointments and you're annoyed, you're probably not going to do a good job that year because there's a pain. There's a pain in your back. There's a pain somewhere. Your health is a part of it. If you're heavier, you gain 50 pounds. It's going to affect your business. If your marriage isn't good, relationships aren't good, mom, dad, brother, sister, you got issues that are bothering you, spiritual, all of that come together. So I challenge folks to be looking at their business plan as a life plan. Matter of fact, when you get involved with some of these higher-end CEO groups, you pay $15,000, $20,000 per year, you know what are the things all the CEOs talk to each other about? They go up on the board and they write down, in my business life, I'm a 10 right now. In my personal life, I'm a 2 right now. In my financial life, I'm a 7 right now. In my health, I'm a 4 right now. I'd like to talk to you guys about my personal life or my marriage. And he says, we're going through a divorce. My wife told me last week she wants to leave me. And we spend one hour talking about divorce amongst 12 other CEOs. Because those who build a big business realize your business plan has a lot to do with your life and everything else you do. So I wrote that one-page business plan. Last year, I gave to you how I think going into a new year. And I shared with you a few different things, which I'll put the link for it as well for you to go through. We talked about in 2019, I said 20, how to prepare for 2020 with strategies. I said, number one, first to look at 2019, recap what you went through, study your trends, all this other stuff, the good, bad, ugly. Then I said, looking at potential 2020 threats. I didn't put pandemic in here. This tells you I've never been through it, so I didn't put pandemic. But I said industry, politics, economy, regulation, family, health, personal. Anticipate expected events in your company. Third, I wrote, after having looked at your threats, you should be looking at things to anticipate. They could include the following, new hires, new products, new comp plan, all that other stuff, the next 15 moves. Then I said, after having looked at threats and business opportunities, it is important to shift to looking at numbers, month to month, quarter to quarter. Then I said, next would be a list of topics to follow closely in 2020, and the topics are trade war, 5G, Brexit, election, US, Iran, Epstein. This is what I said last year, right? Pandemic hadn't hit yet. This video was shot and was live November 12th, I believe, 2019 is when it went live. Then I said, people to follow. 
Here's what I said in the video last year on what people to follow in the year of 2020. Look at the list of nine names I gave in the video exactly a year ago. So you notice the names, Trump, obviously Trump, uh, there was a lot of things in 2020 I had to do with Trump. Warren, Biden, Biden, president-elect, Hillary, Kushner, Kushner, UAE, uh, 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 Israel, Bezos, I mean, dominated, the, he was all over the place. Musk, $90 billion he made in six months. Dorsey, controlled election with the New York Post because I knew how much control he and Zuck had. You had to watch him and Zuck, what they did to control the election, the influence of the election. And that was for last year, right? List of names. And then at the end, I talked about calendar. I went through the whole thing with calendar. So everything I said about the video last year still applies for this year. All of it I said last year applies for this year. But I got a new list of names for people to follow this year, and I got 20 mistakes you can make. At the end of the video, I'll give you my new list of names to follow for 2021. But here's some of the mistakes people make when it comes to business planning. Number one, there is no quiet time, meaning they don't have a quiet time where they turn off the kids, the wife, the husband, the family, friends, the phone, everything. And you go into a cave and you sit there by yourself and you start thinking. You look at everything that happened in the prior year and you think. Not one hour, not two hours, not three hours. This is an all-day event for you on a Saturday or on a Sunday. Away from everybody. you got to plan this. You can't wing it. It's not one of those things where you go wing. And preferably, lots of papers, lots of data, lots of numbers, lots of everything. 2003 was the first year I started tracking every single thing with my finances. November 18th is when I started tracking everything. And the reason why I started tracking it on the 18th was my credit score was 484, 495, 499, okay? And if you watch the video, The Life of an Entrepreneur in 90 Seconds, you see a credit report. That's my credit report and credit score from 2004. It's the original credit report score that I got in 2004. So every 18th, I had my checking account, my saving account, my investment, my stocks, my mutual funds, my uh, artifacts, my collectibles, my cards, everything that I had and my credit score at the bottom, I tracked all of it. Every 18, it would update. Every 18, it would update. Every 18, it would update. And I did that religiously. Guess what happened to the credit score? Went from 484 to 495, 499 to 820, 822, 798, and the rest is history. Why? Because quiet time led to measuring my data. So the second mistake people make is they don't have their data around them. They don't measure their data. You got to have, like for me, everything to me is now about data. I want stats. I want numbers. I want everything to look at this year over last year. Because if I can't look at the history of the numbers that I've done, how can I predict what's going to happen? If I don't look back, how can I predict where we're going to be going? If I can't look back and see what things happened last year, how can I say, in the month of January, we're going to do this. In the month of February, we're going to do this. In the month of March, we're going to be doing this. I can't do it. So one, quiet time. Go together and start thinking about what's going to happen. Number two, gather all your data. Number three is sitting there, the mistake a lot of people make with their business plan is, they overestimate what they're going to do that, that year. They overestimate. And I think Gates was the, the one that said many people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Let me repeat that one more time. Most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. What does this mean to most people overestimating? They'll sit there and they'll say, this year I'm going to make a million dollars. And the most money they've ever made is $50,000. How are you going to go 20x from 50 to a million dollars? It's good you're being optimistic. Don't get me wrong. It's good you're excited about it. But what was your December? 
What did you show in the month of December? And what kind of momentum are you going into a new year to say, I'm going to make a million dollars? To go from 50 to a million dollars, that's going from $4,000 a month income to $83,000 your income. That's your overestimating. So what happens is the more you overestimate your goals, you eventually stop taking business plans seriously. Rather sitting there and saying, well, I think, you know, I'd like to be here. And what is it that I can do this year? If I did $100,000 this year, I think if we push, I can get to $500,000 because we have a lot of momentum going on right now. But I know for a fact we can get to 250. I know for a fact we can get to a number like this. So if you don't look at the day, if you don't have quiet time, if you don't look at your data, if you don't look at your numbers and realistically make some numbers, I'm not talking about not being positive, but Tesla's been around for a while. Yes, Musk made $90 billion this year in six months or seven months. But how long ago was it when everybody's seen Tesla's going out of business, Tesla's going out of business, Tesla's going out of business? Amazon may be worth what it's worth today, $2 trillion, whatever the number may be. And Bezos may be worth $200 billion today. But do you remember how many times on the calls he would do and investors would say, where are the dividends? Where are the dividends? Everybody else is paying dividends, but you're not paying dividends. And Bezos would say, on his earnings call, I've told you, if you want or dividends, I'm not the guy. But if you want to believe me a long term, 10, 20 years from now, I promise you I'm going to make you a lot of money. Guess what? The first group of people that he gave 20% to and they gave him a million dollars, you know what that 20% is worth today? $400 billion. What do you think? You think the people that were patient are happy they were patient? Yes. The ones that were not patient, they're somewhere telling a story to their kids and grandkids. Honey, your grandpa should be worth a billion dollars today, but he's not. There's an element of being patient. So quiet time, data, underestimate, overestimate, don't make that mistake. Actually, based on the data, be able to put a better number on what you can do the following year. Number four is not knowing what numbers to measure. Here's what I mean by what not numbers to measure. Look, there's a lot of different data that you're going to have, a lot of data points. I mean, I have hundreds of thousands of data points that I can look at, you know, with what, what we sell, you know. But there is the most important data to measure. This is why John Doe wrote a book measure what matters, okay? And when Steve Jobs died, everybody went to John Doerr's house to reflect on the life of Steve Jobs. And John Doerr in his book, Measure What Matters, talks about OKRs. And the whole idea about OKRs is, what is the most important data that you gotta measure for you? When you're doing business planning, you're sitting around saying, well, what do I do? The movie Moneyball, the guy eventually figures out the most important data in baseball. It's not RBI, it's not hits, it's not home runs, it's not tickets sold, it's not any of that stuff. It's on base percentage. He found that the most important one. Biggest mistake people make going into a new year is if you don't know the most important data point that you need to grow your business, how are you even going to make any kind of proper guesstimation of what you're going to do? You don't because you don't yet know the most important data to measure. So you got to sit there with your quiet time and say, what, what is really the most important data? Is it sales? Is it calls? Is it context? Is it budget? Is it advertising? Is it who we hire? Is it the, the talent's ability? Is, what is it? Is it number of salespeople? Is it number of phone calls? Is it number of outreach? I don't know what it is. You got to get your data. When we got our data, my business exploded. You got to sit there knowing exactly what is the most important measures uh, 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 to matter. What is the most important number for you to, uh, for, for you to measure? And then from there, it's game changes because you can actually now predict better on what you're going to do in the future. Next one is simple. It's research. And let me tell you why research is a very, very a high-paid skill for you to have, and very few people do it. Here's why. If I wouldn't have done research the day everybody shut down, NHL, NBA, all this other stuff, I would have panicked. But because I came back and I researched and I looked at it and I said, okay, 
let's see what the last 10 pandemics have done. And I looked at SARS, MERS, Ebola, AIDS, every one of them. And I'm like, okay, the market recovers within six to 12 months, 90% of the time. I was calm. I shared that, shared that level of common data with my peers and the people I work with. They looked at the data. I was like, okay, Pat, this does kind of make sense. Well, listen, guys, there's a 90% chance this is going to go away. Market's going to recover. It's going to come back up to 30,000. We're going to be all right. Market goes down to 18,200. I'm staying calm. 18,500. I'm staying calm. The Dow announces they're over what? 30,000. But my level of calmness came because I did my own research. I don't rely on CNN and Fox. You, when you want to do your business plan for the following year, you got to do your own research. Don't rely on what the media is telling you. You go do research on some of the areas you need to be careful with for 2021 so you know how to make that proper audible and maneuver and not be affected like the rest of the people will be affected by just because you decided to do some research and they didn't. All right, so the next mistake a lot of people may go into New Year's the following. They go into a New Year with the same exact skill sets they've had, thinking it's plenty in 2021, but it's not. Meaning, if you didn't know how to use Zoom in 2019, well, you got screwed if you didn't know how to use it in 2020 because you had to learn how to use that skill set, right? There are a certain set of skill set that you got to learn how to use in 2021 that you don't have right now. You don't know how to do it right now. Could be a lot of different things. You may not be a good recruiter. You may not be good at the retaining people. You may not be good at selling. You may not be good at negotiating. You may not be good at raising money. You don't even know what it is to raise money. You don't know the different, you know, uh, measures that people put and say, well, here's how we're going to control. We're going to put the controls on this. You don't know any of this stuff. But guess what? All of those things are available. You can go buy the books from other people that have done it, and you can improve yourself in those skill sets. So when going into a new year, as excited as people are about the numbers, you got to ask, who do I need to be to do 10 million this year? I've only done 2 million. Who do I need to be to do a million this year? The most I've ever done is 200,000. And what skill sets do I need? Make a list of three to five skill sets. Go order every single book on those topics with 500 plus reviews on Amazon. Immerse yourself on those topics. Take courses, whatever you can, just to get better at those few different skills. Because if you don't, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, everything's going to be the same because until you decide to add some new skill set for new times, ain't not a lot going to change. This next one's going to be a simple one, but it's something you got to be thinking about a lot. Look, cash. You need cash. No matter what anybody says, cash is not king. Cash is king. I understand Ray Dalio says cash isn't king. He's talking about just putting your money in cash and not investing it. I'm talking about you having cash to be able to move. You having cash in case of emergency taking place. You having cash in case the government does another shutdown and there's a new administration. They're not aggressive. They're very, they, they actually want to be complete opposite. Trump wanted to open up the economy. Biden's going to lock it down. Biden's going to get people, everybody wearing masks. They're going to want to get people six weeks to not really go to work and stay home. Maybe that's going to be eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. If you don't have cash and the Senate is controlled by the right, the House is controlled by the left, the stimulus is not going to be $3.5 trillion stimulus that they wanted to go out. They can't because they got to get through Senate, depending on what happens in Georgia, which means what? The two, two point whatever trillion dollar stimulus that we sent where the economy came back up, that was approved by both sides when that money went back out. This time around, if you don't have cash, you may be affected by it. So you got to make sure you have a big, big emphasis in 2021 of increasing the amount of cash you have. So you can make pivots and decisions and you're not controlled by what a complete new regime could do in America. 
All right, so next point here is a very important one. Look, uh, none of us were expecting a pandemic in 2020. Here you got a beautiful year, 2020. Everything was nice, the number 2020, Vision 2020. Dubai's going to do 2020 Expo. They've been planning for 10 years. They spend billions of dollars expecting millions of people to go to Dubai to see what this expo is going to be. Pandemic hits. Everything got canceled. You know, 2020, wasn't 2020 Olympics or, you know, it's, it's an, I, I don't know if, Everybody forgot it. It's supposed to be Olympic year. Everybody forgot about it. No one even thought about it. Everything got canceled. Everything got postponed. So if you got hit hard by the pandemic and you were shocked and it was surprised, fine. It's the first time. You and I can be surprised the first time. But second time around, if you get hit by the same exact thing and you were not prepared for it, it's no longer a shocker. You didn't prepare for it. Meaning, you have to be ready for a lot of different weird things to happen in 2021. Not as saying it's gonna happen. I don't know if it's gonna happen. But you gotta go out there and study. What are the biggest surprises or setbacks I can have in business? What are they? How will I react to it? One of them, you need to have a standard operating procedure on how to react when there's a next pandemic and shutdown. With your staff, with your clients, with your employees, with your partners, with your vendors, with schooling, with your kids, with everything, because it could most likely happen again in 2021. But if it happens again, you cannot get caught. It's not 2020 anymore. But let me tell you why this is a subtle one, but it's a very powerful one. I have a lot of people that I mentor around the country, around the world. And one of the things I notice is people's reward punishment pro- program is fully out of whack. And here's what I mean by it. I see people that reward themselves, their families, their peers, their salespeople without any kind of earning. And what do I mean by this? Um, I've always gone off of a reward punishment program, meaning I went to New York. I said, if I cross six-figure year income, I'm going to go to New York because I want to watch the ball drop and I want to be there on New Year's Eve. You know what I did? I went there. I said, if I have $100,000, I'm going to go to Guatemala with a friend of mine and I'm going to go give away Bibles and all this other stuff. I went to Guatemala City. I had a great time in Guatemala. My buddy Leo wanted to give away Bibles. We went there, had a great time. It was phenomenal. I went there from December 26th, day after Christmas, to December 30th, four days. We went to, uh, you know, uh, Puerto Barrios, Livingston, Tigal. We went all over the place. Grande Aguada, which was a beautiful place. All the water volcanoes had a great time. Then I said, if I have a quarter million dollars in savings, I'm going to go buy myself a Harley Davidson. Got a quarter million dollars in savings. I went to the dealership. I've never ridden a motorcycle before. A friend of mine, God bless his soul, is no longer with us anymore. I called Jim. Jim ride the motorcycle. He brought it to my office. At 11 o'clock at night, I learned how to ride a motorcycle. Five minutes afterwards, I was on the freeway going 100 miles an hour. Not recommending it, I'm just telling you what I did, right? But everything's been about reward and punishment. So guess what happened to my kids? Everything's about reward and punishment. People will come to my house and they'll see on the wall 200 books that my son's already finished. Oldest one, eight years old. And then they'll see my youngest one is at about 40 books or 30 books right now that he's going through. And my daughter's going to go through it as well. And they say, how do you get your kids to read books? How do you do it? I can't, can you talk to my kids? I'm like, can I talk to your kids? I don't need to talk to your kids. I need to talk to your kids' parents. Why? Here's why. I'm at Neiman Marcus shopping. My middle one, Dylan, is wrestling all over my head, okay? Climbing all over. We love doing this stuff together, he and I, right? The lady looks at me. She says, oh, my gosh, that's so sweet. I remember when my kids were that age. I'm like, oh, cool. How many you got? She tells me, you got What are you doing now? They're a doctor. They're this. They're a lawyer. I'm like, dang, you raise them good. Yes. Three tips on parenting. We're sitting right there. She's watching her husband get changed. She says, uh, um... I'll give you one tip. I won't give you three of them. I said, what's that? She says, you know when you ever threaten your kids and you tell them if they don't do this, you're not going to get ice cream or whatever? I said, yeah, what about it? When you threaten them, keep your word. I said, why? 
says, because if you don't, they won't believe you again. What a freaking powerful thing she said to me. What, so meaning we're going to somewhere. I tell my daughter, if you don't do that, 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 I'm not going to buy you ice cream. I have to keep it as much as I want to give her ice cream that day. And I have to keep it. It's very hard to do. When it comes down to your own rewards and punishment, don't reward yourself if you don't hit the whole goal. Do not do it. You are weakening yourself. And don't do it if the company, your team, or your family also doesn't hit it. With that mindset going into New Year, you will work twice as hard to hit your goals. And when you earn them, it'll feel so good when you earn them. Okay, so this next one's got a lot of power behind it. It's about cutting the fat with some people in your life. Let me explain to you what I mean by this. You got to unfollow certain people. Go on your Instagram account, your Twitter account. Go and see who you follow. Unfollow some of them. And I'm not talking about unfollow, oh, I don't agree with them politically. I follow Obama. I follow Trump. I follow, I follow people on all sides. Not talking about political or opposition. I'm talking about people in your life that are negative, that are toxic. You got to eliminate those people out of your life. You got to sit there and say, um, who did I talk to the most this year? Let me see. Boom, 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 boom. Who's the most negative people in my life that are sucking the best out of my life, my energy? Who are they? That cousin, I'm sorry, Bobby. I love you, but we're not going to have a relationship together anymore like we used to. I can't talk to you anymore as much as we did. I'm cutting you. Every year, I've cut the fat. It's the hardest thing to do, and it gets easier and easier as you age. And by the way, the results and the reward becomes bigger and bigger as you age because of the compounding effect. So you got to make a list of people you got to cut. I know you don't want to do it, but you got to cut some fat. This, you know, I'm not talking about just fat. I'm talking about fat as in your relationship and people around you because they're holding you back. Here's the next one. When you write a business plan, here's a mistake people make. They'll go to the smallest thinking people and say, what do you think about my business plan? Oh, it's impossible. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, I hate it. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, it's amazing. Why get the counsel of small thinkers on your business plan? Go to somebody that's going to talk to you and it's going to hold you accountable to your business plan and critique you and say, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. You sure about this? Why'd you write this? What's this all about? I don't understand this part. How do you come up with this number? How did you come up with this formula? How did you come up with this number? And you all of a sudden are going to sit there and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is uncomfortable. I don't want to be able to talk to somebody that's going to ask me how to come up with the number on how I'm going to make a million dollars in 2021. Yes, how'd you come up with the math? Well, I just thought, you know, it was kind of a number because if I double it twice and if I, guys are going to be like, are you writing a real business plan or a wish list? I'm writing a business plan. This is not a business plan. You're wishing for this to happen. It ain't going to happen. You got to go back to realizing what's going to happen with your business plan, not something like this. So don't Share your business plan with small thinkers. Go sit down with somebody that's going to be tough with you, honest with you, gentle with you, respectful with you, but is willing to challenge you. And you'll be able to find leaks in your business plan that others will not tell. There's going to be a lot of your mom or dad or brother and sister. Some of them are going to be like, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. You don't need that. You need somebody that knows what they're talking about that's going to give you direct counsel. All right, so when it comes down to business planning, a lot of times people spend way too much time thinking about their competitors, okay? Competitors, constant competition. For me, I got to tell you, um, you know, if you work with me in the insurance company and you ask the people that work directly with me, how often does Pat measure and talk about other competitors, other companies? And they'll tell you. I'd, I'd be more than happy for you to ask them. And they'll tell you, Pat never talks about competitors. He doesn't bring them up and say, well, this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. I don't sit there and say, we got to go beat them. We got to. No. I know what people are doing because I know the market. I'm not telling you I don't look at the market. Of course I know what's going on with the market because I have to study the market. I'm responsible as a CEO and a founder to be thinking about that. But uh, I look at things that we need to be improving. 
When I was small and I was looking one of the competitors, I'm going to look at that as one of the mistakes people make is this is two and one because sometimes you compare yourself to a person that's got 20 years experience on you. you comp- that's not a good thing to do because you're going to get dis- discouraged. There's no way I can beat him. He's 20 years ahead of you. She's 15 years ahead of you, right? That's a mistake people make. But you ought to be inspired by your competition where there are because if you're willing to do the work and improve, that could be you one day. But sometimes people spend way too much time on the outside of what everybody else is doing and way too little time on what you need to be doing, what you need to improve, and not everybody else. They don't make or break you. Yes, they, they wake up every morning hoping to put you out of business. Don't think I'm telling you they're sweethearts and they're nice people and they love you and they want all your dreams to become a reality. They want your dreams to become a reality as long as you take no market share away from them. Go take it from other people. They're okay with that, but as long as you're in their industry, they don't want you to grow as fast as you're growing. They'll say all the nice things to you in your face, but behind closed doors, they're saying, I'd love to whoop his ass and put him out of business. That's normal. The way you beat that and defeat that is you focus on, we got to leak here. We got to improve here. We got to get better here. The more you stay in that mindset, eventually things will, will work itself out. Because odds are the people you're competing with right now are not big enough anyways. You really got to get used to competing with some of the bigger dogs. You're not there yet. All right, so the next one is uh, your calendar. You don't do a calendar. People just do a business plan and they don't do a calendar. They don't know what's going on in January. Versus take out a calendar and kind of see what's going on in January. What events do I have in January? What travel time do I have with the fa- family? What am I doing? Where's the kid's birthday? Where's my... Everything, write it down. Christmas, Thanksgiving, what do you celebrate? And then co- conventions, conferences. I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go to that election. Whatever that's going on, have all of that written out in your calendar. When does uh, the closeout, if you have a closeout, your closeout's on Thursday, what date does it fall on? What date does 31st fall on? Does it fall on Sundays, Saturdays? What day is a good day for you to be closed out? I look at all of those dates together. Month, week, quarter, year. And then I start coming back and saying, well, I'm going to do this and this quarter. I'm going to do this and this month. I'm going to do this and this month. I'm going to do this and this week. Every one of those things is part of you strategizing by writing out your calendar while you're doing your entire business plan. Very few, as weird as it sounds, very few people look at their calendar when they're doing their business plan. It's a big mistake people make. This next one's probably in my top five list. Every year, it's who I need to recruit. I know a lot of people don't think about this. For me, it's all about recruiting. Right now, i got a long list of people I'm recruiting. Low-level, mid-level, C-suite executives, new chairman of the board, new investors. I'm, I'm recruiting so many people right now. Circle of people I need to be around, different types of people I'm trying to get into, different communities I'm trying to get into. And it's all about recruiting. You're trying to recruit friends. You're trying to recruit an assistant. You're trying to recruit, you're trying to recruit advisors, mentor. Everything is about recruiting. So you got to sit there and think about who you want to recruit. I wanted to recruit a wife many years ago. You know, you're trying to recruit a girlfriend, a real steady girlfriend. That's also part of recruiting. Last time we are having dinner at the house on Thanksgiving, and Tikran, who's pretty much family to us, him and his wife, Moral, he said something. He says, in Armenian, they say something. They say, you don't have a choice uh, on family. You're born into a family. It's not by choice. You don't, you don't choose your mom and dad. You don't choose your brother and sister. You don't choose your cousins. You're just in that family. He says, but when it comes on to friends, you get to choose. And many of the friends you end up choosing become family. They end up becoming family to you. You also get to choose your friends. You get to choose who to recruit at this next phase of your life. And this, by far, is one of the top five most important things you got to do going into a new year. And very few people think about who they want to recruit going into a new year. Every year needs a theme. What do I mean by every year needs a theme? Every year needs a theme. Every single year needs a theme. You know, a movie has a name, right? Rambo, Rocky, Gone with the Wind, you know, Schindler's List. Every, every movie has a mo- name. It's own movie. They don't say, here, go watch it. It's a good movie. Go watch it. Every year needs a new theme. 
You know, you're in the year of redemption, the year of recovery, the year of the comeback, the year of whatever, the year of creating wealth, the year of creating leaders, the year of being a leader. Whatever it is, every year needs a theme. When you have a theme, you're emotionally connected to that year. For you, you got to have a theme. I've had a year of something, something since 2003. Every year, the year of something. And that's got to be something for you to be thinking about when it comes down to your theme. So as you're still sitting around doing your thinking and you're coming up with all the data, everything that you're doing, words will stick out. Boom, boom. That's how people, that's how people come up with titles to books, right? Like your next five moves. Originally was solve for X and solve for Y. Then it was, you know, uh, uh, all these other, this, your next 15 moves and your next five moves. Everything's coming together. Theme. You got to come up with a theme for next year. It'll get you so excited if it has a lot of meaning to it. And especially if you're excited, if you're married, your husband and wife are excited, and then your team gets excited, you're on top of the world. So you know how we talked about earlier the life plan? We talked about personal, financial, health, all this stuff. In every area, you write down your next 5, 10, 15 moves. Every area. Come up with your next 5, 10, 15 moves. Health. I want to get to 220 pounds. I'm 260 right now. What's your next 5 moves to get there? Marriage, man, I'm single. I don't have a girlfriend. I've been on and off in a relationship for the last six years. I'm sick of it. I'm 29. I'd like to find a real good girl. Great. What are your next five, ten moves to get? I don't know. Number one, maybe you need to get your stuff in the right place. Spiritual, you got to get clear on who you're looking for. Number two, number three, when you get clear who you're looking for, maybe you got to get some finances in order. Maybe you got to go in the right place to meet the right girls. The places you're going to is, you know, the wrong places. I got to find a better place. Then you got to tell everybody what you're looking. Maybe you're gonna come up with your moves, right? But in every area of your life, come up with your next 5, 10, 15 moves. I guarantee you, 99% of you watching this will not do it. Only 1% of you will. And fortunately, 4 to 1%, the world tends to give you what you want, especially to those who know clearly what they want. I hope that's you. This is a tough one, and I'm also hesitant about not sharing this with you, but I kind of have to share this with you because I don't know any other way but to kind of tell you what's on my mind. Uh, and that is sometimes you got to cut uh, the wrong person out of your life, especially the last appointment that you have. This could be a boyfriend, girlfriend. I hope you're not married because I do not support any of this stuff when it comes down to marriage and all that stuff. But if you're dating the wrong girl, the wrong boyfriend, and you maybe even engage and it's just not going the right way, maybe it's time. You've been in it for a year, two years, three years. You have a vision this big. He or she has a vision this big. You're clashing. You have to make your vision this big for this relationship to work. And she or he is not willing to go like this for you. Just so you know, it's not going to work out. I remember one time I'm talking to a pastor of mine, and we went to Claim Jumpers. This is with a guy named uh, Pastor Dudley. And I was in a relationship, and I was telling him, I said, you know, here's what's going on with this. Here's what's going on. He says, look, let me just tell you this here. Whatever you don't like about the person you're with right now is going to get worse. It's going to get bigger if you don't like it. Can you live with that? I said, no way in the world. He says, it's not going to get better. It's just going to get worse, just so you know that. Boom, that was the end of that relationship. It was very easy. And it was so hard to do, so hard to do. Because there was love, there was fun, there was all of that. But both of us knew I wanted to live this life. She wanted to live this life. One of the hardest things to do, one of the best things we ever did. She's happy, I'm happy. Um, yeah, it's not an easy one to say, but your last appointment is holding you back. Not all of you, some of you. You got to kind of move on. So this next part is only for those of you guys that have people that report to you. If you have people that report to you, uh, you got an additional step. And here's what it is. Say you got your preliminary business plan that you write. A business plan is not just one day. You write it, you write it, you put time into it, and then two weeks later, you're like, okay, it's solid, I'm good, this is what I'm going to the bank with, right? Then you, during that time, you're doing business plan with your key direct reports or your key leaders. 
And you do a business plan with them and say, okay, let me see where this guy is. Oh, he's not in a good place. Oh, she's definitely in a bad place. They're having a bad relationship. She's not good. Okay, I don't know what's going to happen over here. Maybe I need to hire somebody else to help her out at the time because she's not in a good season. Then you're doing the business plan. Then one of the people you sit down with, you're like, oh, this guy's really trying to accelerate his life in this next year. Where is this guy going? This changes the game for your company. Remember, a company becomes a great company based on the right people they hire and identify and build. Then all of a sudden you sit there and say, this guy can take the company to the next level. The business plan changes and adjusts. Could even go higher, could go lower, or you need to hire the better people, you know, fire some of the people. But you got to do your business plan to get a pulse of where your people are at way before New Year comes around. So if you got direct reports, you need to go do business planning with all your direct reports. To those of you that have direct reports, did you kind of skim through that very quickly? Did, did, did you kind of write it down like, okay, go by? Just so you know, you got to schedule time and go through your direct reports and do their business plan. Very, very big. I promise you most will not do it. This is the last part of the business plan, the mistake people make. You ready? Here's the last mistake. The mistake is they come out with their numbers. They come out with their goals. They come out with their commitments. And you know what they do? They keep it a secret. And when you keep it a secret, what's the level of accountability? Nothing. You are not held accountable. Pressure is less. It's okay if you don't hit it. You don't feel like a disappointment if you don't hit it. So let's keep it a secret. When you come out with a business plan, tell the world that puts some pressure onto you. What does that do? You have to take it more seriously. And in a team, it's great to share pressure. It's bad if it's only on you. If you keep it a secret to yourself, you ain't sharing that pressure with anybody. But if you share it and say, guys, this is what we want to do this year. Who's in? Who thinks we can do this? What part of it can you do? What part of it can you do? Can I count on you on this? Can I count on you? Can I count on this? Now, we're all sharing the pressure, and you've declared your intention. Big mistake. Most people spend hours and days writing their business plan, and they don't share it with anybody. You know what happens? It creates this much pressure for them and others, and that is why I said at the beginning, if you don't look at your business plan after the month of February, it was not a business plan. It was a wish list. Those are the 20 mistakes most people make when it comes down to doing business planning. So I promise you PDF, and I promise you some names that I'll give you to be looking out for to follow on you. Let me give you some of the names here. These are not all of them. I'll just give you some of them that I have here, and you can do what you want to do with them. Let me go through them. Number one is uh, Trump Jr. I'd say watch Trump Jr. very, very closely. Uh, I think sometimes when a father gets hit, let's say Trump loses and he concedes. I don't know if he's going to concede or not. And you have a son with that big of a personality with a chip on his shoulder. He's going to want to do something. I don't know what it's going to be. I have a feeling this is going to be a very vocal uh, season in 2021 with Trump Jr. And he's not going to be Biden's favorite person in 2021. I may be wrong, but I think that's what's going to be one of the names. Next is Xi. China, watch him very closely. They're probably going to be happy because a lot of those tariffs are going to change. You're going to hear a lot more conversations with China, in my opinion. Obviously, Biden, Kamala Harris, depending on what's going to happen. Is he going to finish his term or not? Are we all of a sudden going to see? Because when Biden won, if you notice, Kamala didn't give any acceptance speeches or nothing. She was all the way on the side. Biden didn't even say, Kamala, do you want to say anything? She was completely on the other side. Trump, when he wanted to say, hey, uh, Pence, you want to say something? He said a couple words. So this may be one of those situations. If all of a sudden you see more Kamala on TV, then Biden, it may be a sign that, hey, get, get used to all of a sudden Kamala being the president because he's going to be 82. So watch that part very closely. I think AOC is going to push a lot. I think AOC and Democrats are going to have a lot of wars, and there's going to be a lot of division between AOC and the Dems because uh, Biden is not showing anybody on the cabinet side that he's choosing 
Uh, he didn't choose Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders or AOC. Maybe his messages, I'm not going all the way to the socialist side. I'm glad you guys helped us to get elected, but I'm not putting any of you guys inside. So they're going to be upset. They're going to be like, wait a minute, we helped elect you. You don't want to support us. So there's going to be some kind of a division. I think AOC is going to be a big part of it. Watch Michael Osterholm. Uh, he will be more influential as influential as potentially Fauci. I think he's going to have some choices on what we're going to be doing with his job. I think The Rock uh, may make a move if he's ever had any kind of plans of running for office, which I think he may have. You may see some kind of involvement with him more this year to kind of peak, you know, start showing signs of it. I don't know. He may do one of those interviews that The Rock did with Oprah Winfrey where you know, Oprah Winfrey said, hey, do you have any plans of running for office one day? He may do one of those with uh, Rogan. He may do one of those with Ellen. He may do one of those. So just kind of keep that part of him. When it happened, I'm, I'm kind of letting you know he may one day be the president of the United States. John Roberts is another one to watch. Uh, 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 he may be very, very important because he may be Republican, but he votes against Republicans. A lot of the Democratic uh, Supreme Court justices, they always vote Democrat, pretty much 99% of the time, but John Roberts doesn't. He, he, he goes left as well sometimes, and so you're going to have to watch him because if they decided to pack the court and some of the stuff that they do, he may have some involvement in that. I'd be watching Powell closely because of interest rates. Supreme Court justice is going to be very, very important this, uh, this time around 2021 to watch. And I'm going to put LeBron in there because if LeBron has any plans, this is where the opening of BLM involvement, some of that stuff, his new Spring Hill media. I don't know. He may somehow get in the Biden administration and do something. It may not be this time or maybe in the next three years, but I, he may be somebody that's going to want to get involved in those areas. So having said that, if you want this whole thing in PDF today, what word do we want to use? Do you want to use just 2021? Text 2021 to 310-340-1132. Again, 310-340-1132. The number 2021. And we will send you back the business plan, all of it. The one-page business plan. The other one I told you about that I created last year and the 20 mistakes people make for you to have as you're preparing for your business plan. And if you haven't watched either of those videos, the one-page business plan or strategies going into 2020, I highly recommend you click on either one of these things to watch. And if you're not in the states where you can't get texts, go on the link below, subscribe to our newsletter, and we will email you all the notes of the business plan. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.